Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by the Public Health Review at the University of Minnesota. Today's Perspectives podcast is part of our student highlight series, where we elevate the voices and experiences of students from the University of Minnesota's Master's in Public Health graduate program. Our next guest is Yasmin Adoa, a second-year student in the Executive Public Health Policy and Administration MPH program. She has experience working in local and state public health agencies, particularly in program management, coordination, and infectious disease investigations. She's currently working for the Minnesota Department of Health in infectious disease surveillance. Her professional interests include understanding how to build an ethnically and racially diverse public health workforce that reflects the people it serves. An interesting fact about Yasmin, she was born and raised in the United Arab Emirates and can speak Arabic. Just don't test her on her spelling. Let's give it up for Yasmin Adoa. I had no idea what I was doing. I had just started working at a county health department as a public health associate from the CDC through a program that paired recent graduates with health departments across the country. They needed help with various projects and were willing to train us on what public health work looked like on the ground. I was placed in Montana, a state I barely knew anything about and couldn't really place on a map. Before accepting the position, I looked up the racial makeup of the state. As a black woman, I was sure that Montana wouldn't be very racially diverse, but I wasn't ready to learn that only 0.9% of Montanans were black. Despite my concerns, I decided to take a leap of faith and accepted the position. My first few months in Montana were difficult. I felt like a fish out of water. I didn't know anyone and was having a really hard time finding my footing at work. This was my first real public health job, and it looked very different from what I learned in the few public health classes that I took during my undergraduate degree. I was assigned to work in a division that housed mostly clinical programs. My work mainly consisted of infectious disease investigations. The investigations you see in popular culture look very exciting, with people running around, whiteboards filled with names that are linked through disease transmission, and lots of important looking people having important conversations in big conference rooms. The reality of my investigations was very different. It was me alone in a cubicle asking strangers questions off a paper questionnaire. It was not at all what I was expecting. I mostly focus on sexually transmitted disease investigations and often found it difficult to talk to strangers about the intimate details of their lives. One day, my supervisor let me know that I would be starting to work on foodborne illness investigations as the public health nurse who usually took care of them was busy with her other work. I was happy with the news. This was a new work experience for me to add to my tool belt and I was excited to talk about anything other than STDs. The first few interviews went off without a hitch and were pretty standard. I would ask people about where they went to eat, what they ate, their symptoms, and any other questions that were pertinent to specific foodborne illnesses. I was finally starting to feel a bit more comfortable in my work. As I continued with interviews, I began noticing a higher number of salmonella cases. 
However, without historical knowledge of salmonella rates in the county, I couldn't really place it as anything to be concerned about. So I put that information to the back of my head and continued with my work. After a while, I couldn't get rid of the nagging voice in my head that told me that there was something off with the situation. But I also had this other voice telling me that I was a newbie and that I didn't know enough to know anything, let alone that something was off. I would have gone to the epidemiologist with my questions on salmonella case counts, but like many other health departments, the one I worked in didn't have an epidemiologist on staff, and most of the work that would have been done by an epi was done at the state level. So I decided to let my suspicions go and went about my work. I eventually decided to listen to the nagging voice and dug deeper into the questionnaires that were filled out by myself and the other public health staff who also worked on investigations. And I noticed a pattern. People were becoming sick around the same time and several of them had noted attending a local restaurant to celebrate a recent holiday. I thought that I had found something important, a link between these people that had become ill But the other voice in my head, the one that had previously told me that I didn't have enough experience to have an opinion on this issue, was now telling me that I would be overstepping my bounds. I made a decision to ignore the voice that told me that I was wrong. So I brought the questionnaires with the evidence of the link to the public health nurse and asked her if this was anything. After she asked me a few questions and looked at the questionnaires, She agreed that this was something to investigate further. The matter escalated quickly after the division head was brought in. My work life suddenly began to look a lot like what they showed on TV. The team went from one to two staff members to the entire division. I was running around trying to get hold of the restaurant to obtain the reservation list, being in meetings with senior leadership in medium-sized conference rooms, and training staff on how to conduct interviews with people who ate at the restaurant on that day. As we started to interview restaurant attendees, the number of people who fit the outbreak case definition began to grow. The state health department eventually determined that it was an outbreak and that the link between the cases was the restaurant I identified. After the outbreak investigation was completed, I breathed a sigh of relief. The time I spent on the investigations was tiring, but also exciting, as I got to explore many sides of public health, from infectious disease, environmental health, communications, and learning how to stand up a response team. It also taught me to respect and believe in my own abilities. It taught me to ignore that nagging voice that tells you you don't know anything, that you're wrong, or that you're not good enough. Making space for curiosity and taking risks has only been a positive in my career and in my academic pursuits. And I recommend finding ways to keep it alive in all of your endeavors. Be curious, ask questions, and trust yourself because you are capable. We would like to extend our thanks to Yasmin Adoa, 
Thank you so much for being our guest on today's Perspectives PHR podcast and sharing with us your public health story. Hey listeners, do you have work you want to publish? The Public Health Review accepts research articles, op-eds, issue briefs, and more. Submissions are accepted on a rolling basis. Check out our website for more information. Thank you for listening to Perspectives. Let us know what you thought on Twitter at Pub Health Review. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.